Hi, and welcome to the FG Personal Training Podcast. Today, I'm with team. Hey, team. Hello, everybody. So we've got Rachel, Alex, and Tim. Uh, we're going to do a bit of an SG Personal Training lockdown year in review. So it's been an interesting year. It's been a fun year. It's been a challenging year. It's been a great year. It's been a crap year. Uh, so we're going to we're going to kind of target it now. So kind of we'll just have a little bit of a background from all three of them as to what they've done over the last year. Um, but let's start with Rachel first. So obviously you got qualified just before the lockdown. Um, I think you managed yeah. a few sessions in the gym before we got before we got locked. So uh, tell us a little bit about how kind of that happened, and then your opinion going into it, how you found it. Uh, we'll start professionally first. So how have you found it on kind of a, a professional level? Yeah. So I qualified on February fourteenth. 2020 and then I think we went into lockdown it was around the 20th of March or something wasn't it um so yeah I had about just over a month in the gym um it was I mean it's it was a weird one because you know it's one of those things like anything yes you've got the qualification yes you know all the stuff but you really learn it when you're on the job doing it and I was in that stage I was learning it I was learning the trade I was learning the skill I was learning how to run a business and then suddenly the way that I have to run that business all changed. But I think I've kind of, I guess, throughout this lockdown, I mean, we've had various and they've gone on for a while. I think I've sort of got the hang of it now. And I guess in a way for me, because most of my sort of PTing has I, probably been in lockdown. Um, mm -hmm. So in a way, it's kind of the norm now for me. Um, I obviously much prefer being in the gym to online training like I think everyone does um but I went into the online training thinking I, I suppose quite negatively really I was just thinking are people going to enjoy it how successful is it going to be and I've been really pleasantly surprised I think it has been much more successful than I thought it was going to be more successful than I think any of us thought it was going to be to be fair yeah yeah, I was, I was just going to say, how did you find adapting it? Because obviously when we're in the gym and we're training people in the gym, that's kind of one thing. When you're looking at a screen and trying to coach somebody and train somebody, how did, how did you find that kind of adaptation? Yeah, I mean, it was interesting because obviously, I mean, you guys all know from the training that we received, um, you know, nobody expected that we were going to have to be doing all bodyweight exercises and stuff like that. Um so it was a learning curve in terms of I had to almost reteach myself in a way because I had to go away, research lots of body weight exercises as well to keep it interesting and still successful for my clients. Um, so I've come out of it uh, knowing a lot of that type of exercise, which I think has been good in a way and um, for my own personal growth, because I think otherwise, in a way, if this hadn't have happened, there would be a lot of exercises that I wouldn't know about that I'd have neglected. Whereas this has forced me to learn all of those, which in that respect, it's been good for that. Um, but yeah, no, I think the adaption went as smoothly as it could have done, to be honest. I mean, it's a huge transition, isn't it? Because you go from literally learning as a PT, 100% in the gym, to having the rug pulled under you a month later, going, right, now do online. And obviously mm -hmm. at that time, that was never covered. So hopefully now the kind of the PT providers and the course providers do a little bit of online training stuff because you do nothing, you do zero. And then we've obviously, we've ended up with this. So I know Alex, your story is a little bit similar, but com a completely different in a sense because you qualified. And then as soon as you got your insurance through, you had the rug pulled pretty much straight away. So kind of how was that for you? Yeah. So obviously 
I qualified um, pretty much just after Rachel. And then obviously it was literally straight into a pandemic. So my first online session with the client um, was through FaceTime, um, which I was so nervous for, but I was so glad I did it that way because in a way it gave me so much more to like learn about. Um, similar to what Rachel's just said, I don't think I'd know half the stuff um, if I started off in the gym because I had to adapt the way I, I was coaching online, um, which I thought that was really good. But in a way, I think I think all three of us have had like the hardest part of our career already right at the start, if you know mm. what I mean. Um, so I feel like that hurdle's already been like jumped on and we can now move on and hopefully restart back in the gym when the pandemic's over. Yeah, and I mean, for you, you didn't even have that run-up, did you? Like, Rachel had at least Rachel got a chance to do a couple in the gym before. But like you said, your first one was straight online. So how did you kind of, how did it feel coming back into the gym when we had, when we were unlocked? Uh, I bet that was kind of weird because like Rachel said, it became the norm for her, but it was the norm for you because you hadn't even done the session in the gym. So how did you find it back in the gym when you came back? Yeah, so I think I actually found the first session back in the gym just as nervous as I was the first session on FaceTime because it was like oh I'm actually face to face with the client now instead of like virtually um which is completely different it's so strange um I having to adapt again to that but similar to Rachel I think that is now my normal so like Mm -hmm. in the future when the pandemic's over and we can get back to um doing things the way they used to be well I don't know how things used to be because obviously I qualified in a pandemic I started in a um, pandemic so I don't know anything different mm-hmm. um, so I think that'll be quite novel for when we go back to be fair yeah it'd be good and uh, you'll probably realize how much more you can actually do and uh, yeah definitely I hope, I hope. <laughs> um, so obviously let's go to Tim so you're even probably in a bit more of a sticky situation because you qualified bang in the middle of it last summer um, yeah. So you had to kind of you had to you didn't even get a chance to qualify in normal times just like these guys did. So you no. had to kind of do it all through the pandemic and stuff. So how have you found it? Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's been interesting. So like, like you say, we're sort of bang into the pandemic, and I thought, what can make life more interesting? I know, let's change career. So, <laughs> so that, that, that's kind of what what I decided to do halfway through, and um, did my studying and did did my learning. Um, in lockdown so even doing the qualification was difficult in terms of had to wait for sessions to become available so that things could be assessed properly and and so that you could do the practical elements of the course as well um so there's a lot of waiting around and a lot of frustration but especially when you've made the decision to do something you just want to get on and do it or mm-hmm. or i certainly did um so there's a lot of frustration um but that said, I did manage to get through it. And, you know, yeah, like you say, I did, did manage to get my PT qualification and, and sort of been PT now since about October. So, Yeah, and I think you were kind of lucky in a sense where these guys weren't, where you kind of, you did your qualification in the pandemic, but at the point where you were unlocked, you were then able to kind of work in the gym. So do you found that, do you think that helped you a little bit more than say kind of what Alex had to do, which was go bang straight online? having never covered online at all yeah yeah absolutely absolutely I mean I, I did have that did have that little uh, that little period sort of between October and Christmas when we when we could have the gym open and uh, that was brilliant because what I trained for was training in the gym uh, yeah. that's what I'd, I'd qualified to do um, and to be able to build a business or to build up clients 
when you then push to do online when that's not what you've been trained to do is doubly hard um, because you, you've got to learn how to do something new and convince people that you can do something that new, if that makes sense. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm quite grateful that I had that time to actually get in the gym and build relationships with clients and actually get to meet some people. Um, because that's, that's certainly put me in good stead for the second, I don't know which number lockdown we're on now, uh, but whatever <laughs> lockdown we're on now, it's, uh, it's certainly helped me for that. Yeah, definitely. And I think for like, for, I think as, a, as Alex said, I think for you guys now, you, if you can ride this storm, which you've done and you've done pretty well and you've all managed to pick up clients and you've managed to get better as coaches as well in that time. So not only have you picked up clients, you've managed to self-develop as well. I think that, like Alex said, this is the hardest probably period ever in your career. Uh, so I think to get through that, uh, you've done you've done really well, and it can only get easier and better because, like I say, you I always think that if you're going to start, start hard, <laughs> and then it only gets better, mm. doesn't it? And there's not going to be anything harder than this when you've physically been told you cannot work or you cannot cannot even get in the gym. So I think there's there's starting hard, and then there's there's this. Uh, yeah, Rachel. Yeah, and also for you, Freddie. I mean, you've been in a very different position to us. You've gone from you know, okay, I had a month of coaching, Alex didn't have any time at the start, Tim had a little bit, but you went from years of coaching, not online, to now online. I mean, how did you find it? I mean, probably half and half. Like, I probably found it easier to adapt in a sense because I have the experience of being able to adapt from coaching situations. So, I mean, I've, I've, I mean, as I mentioned in my other podcast and stuff, I've been thrown in all kinds of random situations of, of coaching I remember like one situation it was face-to-face of course but I was teaching karate session years ago so I turned up to a school uh to do a taster session for them so it's like a half an hour half an hour taster um I had to do two classes for I think it was that session was 45 minutes each but she said we don't have enough pupils in today so can you do one session for an hour and hour and a half rather than two 45 minutes so I had to double my idea straight away and I had to teach it outside in the playground because it was a really nice day and the school was tiny so just things like that that you're not expecting that kind of get put on you with five minutes to go. I think I had that that experience of adapting, but I've never done any kind of online coaching. I did find it a bit of a struggle at first because it was like, a, okay, well, I need to be able to see these people. I need to be able to communicate with them properly. Um, can you hear them properly? Can they hear you? Can, and how do you coach online? Because I think for me, like you said, I had the years of experience where I could move around the gym on my own two feet. Now I had to rely on someone else to pick the phone up, pick the laptop up. Oh, can you stick it over there? Oh, can you put it over there? Oh, can you turn around? Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? And I, I think as well, I also struggled with like my timing of sessions. Um, I remember getting like getting through all your exercises that would normally be enough in the gym by the time you set your equipment up and you teach, coach them and stuff like this. And because there's none of that going on, I got through like my exercises. I got through my whole session and it was, it was 20 minutes left or 20 minutes had gone. And there was still 40 minutes left of the session. I was like, right, I'm out of ideas now. So I think for me, that was the biggest struggle was the timing of the sessions and kind of, like I say, not being used to, not being used to having, telling someone, right, okay, squat 10 times. Oh, hang on a minute, just stop there. Just move the camera down a bit. Oh, hang on a minute, just move it left a bit. Hang on a minute, move it right a bit. So it was all a bit muddled at the start, I think, for me. Um, I think it was like learning a new language. It kind of, the components were there, but none of it made sense. But I think now I'm now I'm a bit more fluent in online training. I think I hope. Um, so I think, it, like you say, you kind of once you get used to it. And now we've been doing it for a year. 
you can't you do get used to that okay well the camera needs to go here for this exercise the camera needs to go here for this exercise uh but yeah it does it was a bit of a struggle at first i think like i say all the components were there but it was all a bit jumbled and a bit of a mess to be honest um but yeah so obviously that's obviously like professionally speaking and stuff and there's been a lot of people that like our client stuff that have been working professionally and so on a personal level i mean anyone can jump in and kick off but how do you find it sort of on a on a personal level obviously we know business has been hard and training has been tough but like personally how have you how have you found it so who wants to kick us off go on Tim. yeah so i think i think initially um i was actually all right um when it all happened and boris first stood up and said stay at home protect the nhs save lives that kind of felt like a crisis point and i'm quite good in a crisis so it, it was a case of right what's the situation what can i do what can't i do how am i going to manage it um, and to start with, I, w- I was quite quite reasonable. So I sort of um, came up with a plan of how I'd get through it. So we had um, family um, Zoom calls so that I could catch up with my parents and my brother and, uh, and members of the family. Um, so we did that regularly. We had quizzes between the family as well. And we, we kind of quite quickly put stuff in place so that we um, wouldn't feel as isolated. Um, and, and that wasn't too bad. Um, in fact, I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, because all the pressures you usually have in life um, of fighting through the traffic and getting through people to get to an office or all of that, all of that was suddenly gone. And it was actually quite peaceful and I quite enjoyed it. Um, then obviously we sort of came to the summer and things looked like they were getting better and you know, you could go and see people again and you could sit outside and go for a meal and all that kind of stuff, which was lovely. And then um, then it got to sort of uh, autumn, winter, and that's that's when it got really hard. Uh, mm-hmm. that's when I really started to struggle. Um, not only is the weather getting worse, so you can't go outside, you can't do much, but everything starts shutting down again. So sort of besides the, the professional frustrations of not being able to do what you want to do, you, I actually found that I also lost um, my support networks. So all the things or a lot of the things that helped me cope with life and cope with difficult times in life suddenly weren't available to me and I couldn't have them. Um, and that's, that's an incredibly difficult time. And I think, I think a lot of people will, will feel the same with that. And it's not, it's not necessarily the big things like going to big events. It's if, you, um, if, if your partner's getting on your nerves, you can't just go down the pub with your mates for a pint and just have a bit of a moan. Um, you, you can't, you know, all those little things that we just took for granted that actually help us get through life were suddenly taken away. And it's been, it's been an immense struggle at times. Um, there, you know, there, there have been times when it's, it's very hard, um, but I do feel like we're getting through it and things are getting better again. So I, I think it's kind of twofold for me. I think it's to start with, I quite liked it. <laughs> but as time's gone on, it's become harder and harder and harder. Um, mm-hmm. And when they made the announcement on Monday that things were opening up again, I felt so much better this week just because it feels like there's going to be some kind of end to it at some point. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's probably where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with you, to be honest, Tim. I think I think the weather has had so much to do with it. I think when it was, you know, OK, yeah, we were in lockdown, but when it was sunny, you could go sit outside, you could have a drink outside, you could go for a walk. Even that, just getting out of the house, it helps clear your mind a bit. But as we've gone into the winter and it's been pouring with rain and hailing and freezing cold, you then don't want to go and do those things. You don't want to go outside for the walk when it's tipping with rain. And then actually all those little things, they add up and you do feel a lot more like claustrophobic in a way. You feel a lot more shut in, which was something that 
in with the nice weather in the summer, I think it helped us get through it a bit. I, I think the other thing that uh, that I realised was that I was because you don't have distractions and because you there's such a limit on what you can do, things that are normally not an issue suddenly become a really big issue because that's there's there's only so much you can focus on. So you tend to look at things more intensely. And, and I found that I was getting stressed out by things which I wouldn't normally get stressed out by, but it's because there's no distraction. There's nothing else to think about other than the situation that you're in. Yeah, and I think as well, like that timeline of, I started out all right and actually quite enjoyed it to actually the novelty wore off. Yeah. I think that, that I hear that a lot with my kind of, my, my, personal, my personal network, my friends, my family and, and clients as well. And I think at the start for me, it was the same. It was like, it was great. I caught up on TV shows I'd never watched. And it was great. Like you say, you get out in the sun and I've, I've actually got time to myself today and I am going to go out for a walk and I'm going to do this and I can do this. I haven't got a, I haven't got a client at 12 and I haven't got a client at one. I haven't got a client at two. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to do something. I'm going to go up the, I'm going to up the park and get an ice cream. But then I think, like you say, that quickly wore off. And once you started getting to sort of lockdown number two in November, now we've got this one as well. And and, and things just kind of dragging on. And I think for me, the biggest problem I have or had was there was never, there was never a timeline. It was never, this is your end date. And I think when you, when we, we're doing what we do in our professions and, and as, as sports people, especially for me, I always had a goal. I always had something at the end. Your grading is going to be this day. Your competition is going to be this day. You, you want to work to this date and, or this is what, this is what we're achieving. This is what we're going for. And there wasn't that in place. And it's kind of, you're just treading water, aren't you, really? And, and for me, that's kind of, that, when you're in no man's land like that, I think that's where the frustration builds. Yeah, I was literally about to say that, Freddie. I think having the date and the set deadline, I think that's really helped a lot of people, um, especially like even last year saying, oh, we'll be able to meet people outside in the summer a bit more, um, which I think that really helped people with like um, mental health as well. Um, and again, a year round they've done the same haven't they they've given us sort of like a load of dates to work towards and I think that's um, been really beneficial for all of us yeah I agree and I think that that is kind of the biggest thing isn't it and I think someone did someone used the term trading water to me the other day and it was I think it's probably the best sum up of what this has been it's been we've all just been treading water we've we haven't really got any further and we're not any kind of we're not any further behind or not any further forwards and the kind of whole idea is, is you, you just try not to drown. And I, I think you just, we're just in this constant state of just, just stay where you are and hopefully soon that we come out of this. And I think that's where, I think that's where a lot of the frustration has got, sort of has been for a lot of people. It's this, like you say to him at the start, it was like, let's do this, let's do this, let's get on the Zooms and stuff. But we did the same thing, didn't we, as a, as a team? We were right, right, rally round, right, Zoom sessions, it'll be fine. And then after a while, it gets a bit tedious. And then all the clients are like, yeah, let's do Zoom, let's carry on. And now I'm finding myself, like a lot of clients who were doing Zoom and now I'm not doing Zoom, so I'll just wait for the gym to come back and I miss the gym and this kind of stuff. And at first, the novelty was there and everyone was out in the garden doing their gardens up and doing the house and decorating and all that kind of stuff. But now the decorating is done and the garden's done, there's nothing left to do. And we're all just a bit bored, aren't we? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I and also I think a, a huge part of it is like, you know, it's okay not seeing your friends and family for a month or two maybe. But then after that, I mean, we haven't seen friends or family for God knows how many months now. Um, and me personally, like I cannot wait to see my grandparents and give them a hug again. And just having gone that long, it's now getting really hard. And I think a lot of people feel like that. And 
you know, just like we said at the start, at the start, it was okay, especially, I can't remember exactly when it was, but when we had all that nice weather that you could have like six people in your garden or something. So I could, you know, sit in my garden, socially distance with my grandparents, but I could at least see them. Whereas now it's only phone calls and you just start to really miss people, don't you? And I think we're all looking forward to being able to see our friends, being able to see our family and have a catch up because it's been too long. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in a sense, I think um, the thought of seeing family and friends and like giving your nan a hug again, I think that's worked as um, sort of like a motivation for some people as well um, because they're getting so excited for that moment that everything else during um, the lockdown and things, they're like sort of working towards and things like that. So I know myself, yeah. I've been... I've managed to get so much work done, studying online, training um, in general, and just doing the things I love doing, um, which has been really good for me. And I think as soon as we come out, it's like, yes, I've achieved that. I've finally um, made it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's been one of the biggest things of like lockdown. There's been there's been quite a lot of people saying, and I think, I mean, I fell, we fell into the, we all fell into the trap because we have to be naturally positive and we have to be naturally positive people as, as our jobs. And we get off from people that maybe don't see it in that sense. So we have to have to flip their mindset. It's very much like, right, do this, do this, do this, do this. And come on, you can do it and you can do this and lockdown. But I think there's been a, I think that's, and that's what I just mean. Like when Tim was talking about like how at the start, it was a bit like that and everyone was like, okay, great. But I think now very much the novelty has worn off. And I think that, I think I have seen the kind of, especially even just like walking around town and stuff, there's been a bit of a boost in morale, I think, with these dates. Because like you say, Alex, people are like, right, okay, let's work towards this now. It's only like six weeks or whatever it is, whatever it's going to be now. And actually people are going, right, okay, let's just kind of knuck, get our heads down again, just kind of knuckle down, get through this, do something, do something productive so the time does go a bit quicker and get to that date where we can see everyone again. And I think just like silly things, like you say, seeing your grandparents or whatever it is, or going out with your mates to the pub or whatever it whatever it is you took all that stuff for granted like i i would often say to my friends i'll oh, should we go out for lunch this weekend but you can't do that and i think that i think that you'll see the uh you see the world go crazy and just in terms of like uh people always talk about sort of the economy and stuff at these times and and how they they're concerned for the economy but i just don't see it because i think people are going to go nuts i certainly will i mean when this comes out of it i'll be going out for meals every day i'll be getting like I'll be going to everyone's wedding, even if I'm not invited. I'll be, getting, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be turning up everywhere. So it's a warning to everyone out there that I'll be turning up everywhere. But I just think people are going to go crazy. I think people are going to go out shopping. People are going to go out meals. People are going to go to pubs, restaurants, cinemas, theatres, football games, just because they haven't had it. I, I think you're right. I, th I think there will be a lot of that. But I also think there's a, a bunch of people who are really going to struggle when it opens up again um because people have been isolated and for people who perhaps watch a bit too much news this is this has been a really scary time um and there's a lot of nervousness even with the vaccine and even with things apparently you know moving towards something better there's still a lot of anxiety around um around covid and i think there are going to be people who actually struggle and it's going to take them a while so i mean my parents are what in the 70s now and i think for them it's it's going to be a different a different kind of thing as much as they want to go out and experience life again they're actually going to have to build confidence that they can do those things again because it's been such such a such a long and difficult time 
um, and they've been quite isolated for quite a long time as well. Sorry, Alex. Yeah, totally agree. Um, just a question. Do you think that the normality of what life was like is going to change? Um, yeah. <laughs> I, th I think it already has. Um, and yeah. That, I, think, I think if you look at the news, you, you can see some people are adapting to it better than other people. Um, but I think the world changed. The world changed last March or last February or, or whenever it was found, whenever it was first found in China. That's when the world changed. And what's happening at the moment is the world's trying to catch up and work out what that means. Um, mm. And some people will get through that and uh, deal with that better than others, I think. And I think you're right, Tim, as well. That there's going to be a lot of anxiety around. And I think, I think, kind of without trying to blow my own trumpet, I think I'm right as well. But I think you're going to get two ends of the stick because I think you're going to get almost I don't want to use the term reckless but you're almost going to get kind of both ends aren't you you're going to get the people that are still really sort of cautious and trepidatious about going outside and I don't think it's going to be like a movie when kind of the end of the apocalypse and people are kind of peering out their doors I think you're going to get those sort of people and I also think you're going to get the people like me who are going to turn up at every wedding every party and every bar mitzvah out there because I just want to put a suit on and go and have a good time so I think you're going to get you're going to get both aren't you I think and I think it just depends on on how we manage that as well and I think for those guys that are listening to this especially our clients and stuff that may be a bit nervous about coming back you've all been back already uh, you've all been back already in the gym during the pandemic so I mean we'll we'll do as best we can to make our environment safe and I think as long as I think as long as collectively not just us as a four and us as, as, a, as a team FG and as clients and all of those involved but I think collectively as a nation particularly if we all do the right thing and we make our environment safe and I think, and we all get the vaccine and we all, and we all do with the right thing. I think that coming out of this, there will be trepidation, but hopefully that's kind of eased pretty quick. Um, I know people take longer than others, but I hope those people that are a bit more sort of nervous that I hope they, they can find it within themselves to, to, to try to venture out and, and, and see the world because the last thing we want is, is people to be like that. Right? Yeah. I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head a bit there, Freddie, like, like you said there's people's at both there's people at both ends of the spectrum but I think that's something that I have seen which I I think you rarely see um that I've seen throughout this lockdown is people working together and people I mean we've worked together we've worked together with each other we've worked together with our clients and I think probably more than we ever have had to before and I just hope that and I think it will happen that People don't go, right, the pandemic's over now. Done, sorted, going out on my own again, going my own way. I hope people continue working to continue to work together because, like you said, you've got these two ends of the spectrum, two different opinions. But yet, if you work together to look after each other, I think coming out of this, we're going to be just as successful as we all have been at, been, you know, staying inside, trying to stay safe, trying to help the NHS. And I just think it's an important thing to remember just to, continue to look after each other and yeah I'll do. I can't remember it's gone <laughs> <laughs> but no yeah I think and I think that's what I was saying like, I think if we can if we can I think for those of us that maybe kind of that are my mentality that are like are gonna not go crazy but I'm gonna when I'm allowed to I'm gonna I'm gonna do all the things that I've missed out on over mm -hmm. last year I think if people that are kind of under my mindset, we also have to, we also have a responsibility to play. And that is, we need to look after those that are 
a bit more trepidatious, a bit more cautious. And maybe we need to be like the, the sort of uh, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the, the lab rats. And if we go out and be like, actually, it's all right out here, actually. And you can venture out a little bit further. We need to support those people. Um, not saying, obviously, take your granny to a football match with 100,000 people, but <laughs> maybe take her to the shop or something just to say that, look, it is okay. And people are people are sticking to the rules. And I also think we need to challenge it if people aren't. Um, for those of us that are willing to be lab rats and get out there and, and, and try out these these worlds and the festivals and all these kind of things. We need to we need to challenge people and organisations that aren't doing it properly because we've done it properly as a team over the last year with the gym. We've made sure we've been doing the right things as best as possible. We've made sure we've been liaising with the right people and doing the right thing and making sure we're on the ball and we all we all know what we're doing as a collective and individually we know what we're doing and how to support each other, how to support the clients, how to make sure the gym is as, as safe as possible. Um, and I think we should we should demand that from from everyone else as well, especially if we're going to go and spend our money in these places. I think we should we should demand that as well. Go on, Tim. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was just going to pick up on the the point that uh, Rachel made actually that actually just even if we get to June the twenty first or, or whatever the date is, that doesn't mean that everything's fine and normal and there's no there's no leftovers. I think mm -hmm. the last last 12 months will have scarred people for various reasons. Maybe people have lost people. Um, and some of the some of the situations you hear about are heartbreaking, you know, people who have lost people but actually haven't been able to see them before they lost them and they, they, they've then died on their own. And I think there is actually going to be it sounds really <laughs> it sounds really bad. And I hate myself for saying it, but I do think there's going to be a period of where people need to heal and actually recover from what we've been through collectively um, before we can actually move on properly. Um, yeah. Because although it hasn't, it's affected everyone to different levels, I think everyone's been affected by it. And anyone who says they're fine at the moment, I think it's a liar because <laughs> you, you can't be fine in this situation. It, it, it's not normal. Um, no, so I, th I think there's going to have to be a period of, of us actually assessing what we've been through and reflecting a little bit um, before we can sort of move on positively. But I, I don't doubt that we will move on positively. Yeah, and I think, like you said, I think the, I don't think necessarily COVID is going to be the, the hangover of this. The, the actual disease itself, I think, like you say, it's the, it's the mental element of it and the psychological element of it that is going to be the hangover. Because I think even if miraculously, in like hypothetically speaking, they come out and like, right, COVID is no longer a thing. It's never going to affect you in your life ever again. I still don't think that we still have the same, I still think we would have the same hangover, like you say, because yeah. people are still trepidatious. And the fact that there is still this COVID is going to be around and and hopefully better managed. I mean, Chris Whitty was saying the other day in his press conference that you just, you just add it to the list of things like flu, neurovirus, stuff like this. So it's just another virus that is unfortunately going to be around and you just add it to the list of things. Um, so I think you're hearing positive things and like you say, but I think for those people that sort of are a bit cautious, that is definitely going to be a huge hangover. And that's why I say we need to support those guys, particularly someone who's a bit more like myself, who's a bit like, like I'm just going to go out and do things and I want to get my life back to normal as quick as possible. Um, I think that we need to support those guys in, in, in doing it. And I think as trainers, personal trainers as well, we play a huge role in that because I think not only have we got to get the health of the nation back physically and emotionally and psychologically, because I think 
probably in this period we're probably as unfit generally speaking as we've probably ever been not just physically but mentally as well emotionally as well um we need we have a part to play in that but i also think as tets this is where we differ to kind of a group class instructor or a guy that just works at the gym we deal with our guys one-on-one we know all about them all about their families where they're going on holiday all about their kids all about their parents all about girlfriend boyfriend husband wife whatever it is we hear all of that day to day and i think we play a huge role in supporting that and supporting them as well and it's it's, it's, it's to be in there for them because that's our role and I think that's where I think that's where Team FG not obviously looking through rose tinted glasses but I think that's where we we stand out as a, as a group of trainers because for us it's there might be better qualified people out there there might be more qualified people out there there might be better trainers out there but no one comes close to what we do in terms of how we look after people and I think we're going to have a huge role as a four as a collective in in helping people back to some sort of normality and some sort of some sort of normal way of thinking because we've got to be on the forefront of that and we've got to be on the front foot with that and again it's, it's making people comfortable because there's going to be times again where we're allowed to we're allowed to to be in close contact with the guys at the gym so we'll be allowed to spot them again we'll be allowed to assisted stretch them and there'll be people that don't want to do that because they feel like we're too close and again it's our job to make them feel comfortable and hopefully if we can make them feel comfortable in that environment with an assisted stretcher or spotting in the gym where you're in close contact with people I think that that in turn helps them in their in their everyday life. And I think I don't know about you guys, but like for me, having a big influence, so probably Alex is probably similar to her tennis and stuff, that what you learn through doing that, you often use situations what you what you come across in say sporting scenarios or in that sort of world, you often use in real life. And I think for us, I think we can we can help assist people in, in real life and in inverted commas with stuff that we do in the gym. And just making them feel a bit more at ease. I personally think, and I don't mean I don't know what your guys guys' views or opinions of that are, but I think we have a huge role to play in. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that after this lockdown, people, like you say, the unfit thing. You know, people feeling unfit physically, people feeling unfit mentally, and I think, well, I hope there's going to be sort of a big calling. People are going to want to get out. They're going to either want to go to a gym or hire a personal trainer you know whatever they whatever route they decide to go down um because I think it's so recognized the benefit that exercise has not only physically but mentally and I think that the um procedures that we've put in place and I'm sure we'll be continuing for a while longer all the cleaning or the social distancing that we have at the gym um I think, I mean, the response that I've got from my clients who were in the gym sort of in between these lockdowns um, has been really positive and people have felt safe at the gym and they felt happy to come and see us. And I think that is us doing our job right. That is how people should feel. And I think as a team, I feel proud that we've made people feel like that. We've made them feel comfortable and yet they still, you know, they feel comfortable in terms of feeling safe COVID-wise yet they also feel like they're making progress physically. And, you know, you can't really do any more than that. Yeah, definitely. I think as a whole, like everyone's been saying recently, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I think everyone is now seeing that. And I think that's really good, like um, sort of like a motivation and thing to look towards now um, because we've got the set date. um, And I think we're ready. We're ready for it now. I think everyone's ready. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> no, just ask guys. Sorry, Freddie. I was, I was just going to ask. Now, now that we've kind of got a date, and like like you're saying, there there is there does seem to be an end to it. Are you guys starting to think about your goals for the rest of the year and and where you want to go beyond that? Now, can, can you see beyond the end date? If that makes sense. I'll open it up first. Go on. Go on, Rachel. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, definitely. I think. The closer and closer we're getting to it, the more and more excited I'm getting to be back working physically, you know, doing what we've all been trained to do. Um, I think my goals are, well, definitely working more. I want to, you know, be seeing the clients that I currently have more than I am now to see them making even more progress. Um, I want to be seeing more clients coming in, looking to sort of, get out and about after this lockdown and start making progress, you know, physically and mentally. Um, and also just, I think, just being able to have that more hands-on approach than just seeing people over a screen. I mean, I think things like Zoom and FaceTime have been invaluable um, throughout these lockdowns, but it's not seeing someone face-to-face -face still. And I'm looking forward to that, definitely. And also um, next, well, this year, 2021, but I mean, when back in working again, I'm obviously still working towards my nutrition. I want to gain that and start using that for my clients to help them further. And that's what I hope for coming out of this lockdown. Yeah, I think we've had so much time to think about what our goals are coming out of this. Um, so I think... Um, just in general seeing my clients who I have now online seeing them like actually face to face for once um, and interacting with them in person will be really exciting um, I'm really excited for that um, similar to Rachel obviously I think we all are um, and yeah I think my goals are very similar to Rachel because obviously we're all fairly new um, PTs I think it's just building our client base up now um, and getting more clients um, achieving more in person rather than virtually online. <laughs> and, uh, and I think, yeah, I, th I think I'd agree uh, in, t in terms of the goals. They're, they're definitely sort of things that I share, but I'd, I'd also add that there's there's another one for me in that, yes, we can have more PT clients on a one-to-one -one basis, but actually what, how can we translate that to the wider community? And actually how can we have a positive influence as a team on the wider community? Um, because there's going to be a huge need for, um, public health services such as trainers such as exercise classes and that kind of stuff so I guess um, in my head I'm, I'm trying to think about the challenges that might come up in terms of how can we actually affect more people and have a positive influence on more people's lives um, but yeah I, that, that would be another one of my goals um, but what about you Freddie? I mean that's what I was going to say and I think for me I kind of I changed the word a little bit in my own head of saying do I want more clients or do I want to make a greater impact? Yeah. And that equals both. And the more clients I see, the more impact I'm having. So for me, it's not about necessarily building a client base because clients are clients, right? And it's about, we can all have a client base. We could all have a hundred clients next week, but it's, it's the level of service you provide. And, and for me, it's about the more clients I see, the more impact I have on the local community and the more impact that FG has on that local community. And I think that for me, it's, it's about that. And it's about, Obviously, we all want we want we want have more clients. But for me, I want to have more clients because I can create more impact, rather than having more clients from a selfish point of view. Um, for me, it's got to a point where I've run out of hours in a week, to be fair. But it's all about it's all about creating an impact and creating a community. And if we can't create a community, then it's pointless having loads of clients. 
because if you're if there's no community within that clients are clients clients are great but loads of people have got loads of clients and to me clients are what you get at a solicitor's or a dentist they're not what we have i have people i have i don't have numbers i don't have one two three and four i have mr jones and mrs mrs jones do you know what i mean or mrs smith and whatever it is so i have them and they're, they're people and i i think you might have had it before, Rachel and Tim, as you were clients, but I have a joke with one of my guys because I always say that my clients are like little figures in my head that just float around all the time. Um, you might have heard me say that before and I always have them in my head and just because I'm not thinking about one of them at that moment in time, they're all in there and they're all like little, they're all like little toy figures in my head and occasionally one comes to the forefront of my mind and I think oh, I haven't heard from Joe Bloggs for a little while, let's give him a message or that, that and because because I see them as people and I've been in so many places, particularly in the fitness industry, martial arts clubs, gyms particularly, and they flash their cards in, they scan their card in, beep in, number comes up on the screen, number member number 20111645, so before I presented the gym. To a lot of gyms and to a lot of places and to a lot of sports centers, you are just another number. And I think for me, it's important that we have that impact. And so my goal for this year is that, yes, we build a client base, but we build a community as well. And I think that's the biggest thing going, going for me. And um, it's, it's, it's important to know that actually, even though we have a fitness podcast and a health podcast, uh, for those guys listening, I've actually got a, a podcast I'm, I'm recording this Sunday. Uh, and it's all about community. Um, and it's about it's kind of the Gresson Hall community that we're, we're based in and, and, how that, and how that works. And for those people that don't know, I'm... Um, um, we've invested in the pub as a business, a local pub. And now people might go, oh, pubs, gyms, where's the correlation? But the correlation isn't. And if you look at it on the face, I would completely agree with you. Why, why should a pub, why, why should a gym invest in a, in a place that sells alcohol and, and chips? But actually, it's not about that for me. It's about community. And we want to build a community and we want to be seen to be, not just be seen to, but we want to be supporting that community. And if we do that, I think for me, that's my biggest goal is, is to support the wider community and, if that means more clients, great. If that means fitness classes, if that means getting people in to offer support, then that's then so be it. And I think as well, I mean, we've got we've got our help delete cancer charity as well. I mean, that's that's pretty common knowledge now that that I have sort of involvement with that as well. And that's kind of I mean, that we did an Instagram live the other day with me and Harry, the guy that founded the charity. And for me, it's not about I could, I could say I'm not supporting any charity. Uh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to put my time into that. I don't want to put my time into supporting that. I don't want to put my money into supporting that. I don't want to put the company's money into supporting that. I could, I, could buy a, I could buy a new kit. I could buy a new bar or I could buy a, a treadmill or whatever it is. But that, to me, is irrelevant. To me, it's about the community. and it does, will, will help delete cancer bring clients through FG Personal Training. I don't care. I don't care because, for me, it's about the community spirit and the more you can do for your community and i don't want anything in return for that i don't think we should as a company want anything in return for that it, it's, it's about the greater good we're doing we our job is to is to support people and i think that that's my goal and my goal for that's not just me personally that's for us as a team and and, and as business as a whole my goal after april the 12th is to be fg team fg the community and it's not about it's not about fg freddie grice anymore it's about it's about you guys it's about the clients it's about it's about the wider community and, and how we support that going forwards 
And I think for me, that's that's the kind of the bigger goal and the bigger picture. We all we can be can be very insular, but I think too many people are insular. And there's times to be insular, and there's times to be selfish. But I think as a whole, success comes to those who who share it, rather than those who I could be I could be uh, I could be insular and say this person's upset me. I'm not going to do that for them. This person's done this. I'm not going to do that. This this guys have done this. I'm not. why why I'll help as many people as I can and and for me it's about for me it's about building a community and FG being the forefront of that and the leaders of that and where you want people in the local community to go bloody hell they are good not only are they good trainers but they're good people and if you want to be you can go to a personal trainer you can go see a, you can go to a gym you can go and join a, a fitness class but if you want to feel part of something then you have to go to to FG and I think for me that's that's the goal that's the goal for 2021 and, and going into the future because I want to create something. I want to create, like I say, I want to create a community within our little community. And that's why we've got the little rebrand to Team FG and stuff. And, and for me, that, that's more important than any any number of client or data or spreadsheets or, or, or squat programs or Olympic lifting or whatever. That, that At the end of the day, you've got a person, you're not a robot. Um, I think for me that's that's the biggest goal I mean I don't know what you guys think of that as well but yeah I, I totally why. agree with that mm, yeah definitely I think it sort of links back to what we were saying earlier you know how supportive everyone's been of each other throughout lockdown and just that that needs to continue coming out of it um, as much as it was in it and I definitely think that's what you're saying and what we plan to do and when we were in the gym something that I loved seeing and I think we, we see it more and more is not, you know, Freddie over there with his client, Alex over there with her client, Tim over there with his client, but our clients saying hi to each other, having a chat, asking how their training's going. Like it does, it's happening more and more. And I just think that's really nice. And that is what builds the community of Team FG. My ultimate goal, in all fairness, Tim, if you want to put a tangible goal on it, is that one of your clients comes in and says, I went out for a coffee with one of Freddie's clients the other day. That's yeah. my ultimate goal. Yeah. yeah. That is my ultimate yeah, goal. That'd be that, great. Yeah. yeah mm, but we can definitely. create that community. We can create that community insular and that only then spreads. And I think and I think that's kind of the, the big goal for me is now is taking it up a level because we are good and we need to we need to shout about that. We are good. We're very good at what we do. We have a proven track record of results, all of us. We, you, we we have a successful gym. We're an award-winning gym now. Check out the EDP if anyone wants to read more about that little bug. Um, but we we've we're starting to and we we need to we need to not be we need to we need to tell people that actually look we are the place to be. And if if you want to join a if you want to join a gym, be our guest. But if you want to join a community, come and join us because that is our selling point and that is the difference between us and everyone else. I think and and for me that's that's the goal of 2021. And the goal is that people know that and that, that we are there for them. And it doesn't have to be a doesn't have to be a case of you don't necessarily have to be a, a personal training client. You can if you want to come and say hi and have a chat, then feel free. And I think that we extend that out to I mean, I've, I don't want to speak on behalf of all of you, but I think I can and say that we do extend that message out to, to anyone and everyone. And we, and we want to be we want to be an inclusive community. And I think that's what made FG. That's why I think that when I when I started off and you spoke a little bit about in your podcast, Tim, how why you decided to come and train with me in the first place, you felt 
included you felt safe and I think that we want to build on those foundations and that is that is kind of my one of my proudest achievements of FG it isn't it isn't someone standing on Instagram with a with a, a four inch loss of their waist it's actually people come to me and go Freddie do you know what in the period of my life when I felt completely out of it I felt completely isolated you and the team and and your gym has given me a safe space and that's more important than any any inch loss or any fat loss or any stone gain or any power training because that's easy that's the easy bit um but but creating an environment where people where people feel safe and stuff and i think this is what this takes a kind of nice way to sort of round it off it takes us full circle back to the pandemic and we want to create a, a space where people do feel comfortable and do feel safe and i think it's our duty to do that and i think it's our duty to do that in the wider community as well like i say don't take your granny to a football match but take her to the shop and and let her know that it is safe and it is and we're there to support you and we're there to support to support people if they need it and i think and i think for me that and for us that should be the end goal really on that yeah definitely yeah totally Freddie, before you wrap it up i've got to ask you're wearing a hairband is your yep. hair long enough for a man bun yet not quite mate not, not quite. quite and i don't think i don't think it ever will be um, oh that's disappointing but the alice band is staying so breaking news everyone uh, the alice band is staying so when i see you again in the gym please don't take the mic because i quite like it so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's here to stay for a bit I always said it's easier to grow it and not like it because then I can cut it off. But if I cut it off and don't like it, I'm stuffed. So, <laughs> excellent. For now, Brilliant. For, now the band, for now, the band is staying. And on that note, uh, guys, remember that. That's a little anecdote for the future. So, remember, if you cut your hair off and you don't like it, you're stuffed. Uh, <laughs> if you grow it long and you don't like it, you can always cut it again. What that's got to do with the pandemic, I have no idea. But uh, it's a good place to, to wrap up this podcast. Uh, cheers, guys, and I uh, hopefully see you. Hopefully see you all in person soon. Excellent. See you later. Cheers, Thank Freddie. you. Take care, guys. Bye.